this morning, I want, if you have your Bibles, you want to follow along. It's kind of an obscure story. Some of you may have seen the line in the song, Honey from the Lion. And it, it's, a, it's a kind of a, a, a weird story, but I, those are the best. I love them because God has more in it than just what happened then. And this story is about Samson, most people know about. Um, and he's on a mission to find a new wife. And his parents reluctantly are going with him. And along the way, he, he runs into a lion. And, and I'm just going to pick up the story because we're going to kind of pull the story out of his story uh, that's going on and, and see if we can find some applications uh, for us today as we're living through uh, this situation with uh, Hurricane Ian. Verse, uh, verse 5 of chapter uh, 14 of the book of Judges. Samson went down to Timnah together with his father and mother. As they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring towards him. Now, some of you will be familiar. There's a verse in the New Testament where Peter the apostle warns in 1 Peter 5, 8, be, be on guard because your enemy, like a roaring lion, is out to devour you. And I want to just first help you have some good theology, and some people may say different things different ways, but I want to anchor you in the heart of God. Let me just say on the front end, God did not send Ian. God doesn't send earthquakes. God doesn't steal, kill, and destroy. God didn't send this lion. Now, he permitted it. This lion, There's something happened in nature that somebody's phone. And should I answer it, Joe? It's not yours? It's not a phone. It's off now. You were just messing with me back there. So, so the lion, something happened in nature when evil came into the world in Genesis. Something corrupted, perverted. We were never... I was meant to be able to wrestle with lions, not, not be eaten by them. We were never, animals weren't meant to kill each other. Humans certainly weren't meant to hurt each other. It's not the way the world's meant to be. It's not the way the world's going to be when God's kingdom returns. And nature is affected. Some of you will remember the story of Job where a wicked storm that we know's from the devil killed his children. That's not God. Or when Jesus was in the boat with his disciples and he had a gale force wind about to drown them, he uses a word in the original Greek that he only used for demons when he rebuked the storm. There was something behind the storm that was dark and insidious. So though the word Ian means God is gracious, that doesn't mean that God found any pleasure in it smashing us. That's a warped concept and that's not who our God is. So you have to first see that God's bigger, and we'll see that in this story. He's bigger than what the lion meant. He's bigger than what the enemy meant to steal, kill, and destroy in that storm. God's bigger, and he overturns evil. He allows, but then steps in and says, you took your best shot, watch what I can do. Now in this story, Samson's come along, and somehow he's separated from his parents, and he comes upon this lion, and, and, he, and it, it comes after him. Verse 6, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands. 
as he might have torn a young goat. But he didn't tell his father or mother what he had done. There's a humility there um, uh, and, and that's rare to find in Samson at this stage in his life. So he has this hand-to-hand battle. Nobody else could fight it for him. See, there's those things spiritually that others can't, you can't, please, would you fight my battles for me? Now, we help people. We pray for people. We, we, we stand beside people. We cry with people. We, we, but, but there are certain things that you're going to have to step up and fight. Now, Samson could have run from the life. When my wife and I are on safari here this past year in, in uh, the Kruger in South Africa. And we went on a, a walk. Normally, you're in a vehicle. But we signed up to say, let's go for a uh, safari walk. So he's got this big, powerful gun. I don't know what what kind it was, but he said, there's three rules. He said, number one, never get in front of the gun. It's like, check. Okay. Got that. Because basically you want the gun between you and what's coming at you. Mostly they're worried about the buffalo. You know, that they're more vicious and mean, the rogue buffaloes, than even a lion or leopard that, uh, so number two, whatever I tell you, do it. Don't question. Now, we can argue later, he said, but if you don't follow my orders, no longer will you be safe. And number three, never run. I said, never run. He goes, in the jungle, the only thing that runs are prey. And if you're running, they're coming after you. If you're running, they're going to eat you. Do not run. Stay behind the gun, listen to what he says, and don't run. Those are great spiritual principles. I mean, you think about Samson. He stayed behind the gun in the sense that it was the spirit of the Lord, not his own strength. Most people think of Samson as some bodybuilder looking dude. You know, big macho, steroided up, you know, bodybuilder. You know, that he's, uh, yeah. no, I see him as just a, a regular dude, just skinny. I, I don't, because it was never about how strong Samson was. In fact, when God lifts his hands and he goes blind, he's blinded by the enemy and he's bound and he loses all his power because God lifted his hand, if you'll finish reading his story, until the last moment in his life and he asked God to restore, his hair started growing back that represented he had made a vow to God. His parents had to be at what's called a Nazarite. They had all these different rules to just say, I'm special separated to God. And when they shaved his head, it says when his hair began to grow back, his strength began to return because his strength was never in him. So here's the first thing. First, that th- there's unexpected storms are going to come. It did. Now you can say, well, we knew the storm was coming. Well, really? 19 noodles said it was going to pass us. We're not stupid. And we didn't get an evacuation notice until, you know, kind of like people that know in fact, you get out on the road then, your life's in more dangerous. Than, so we didn't stay because we're stupid. We stayed because we felt we, we rode out Charlie. We knew it was going to be Charlie-like. It wasn't Charlie-like. I wish it had been Charlie-like. Charlie was bad. This was catastrophic. So unexpected things happen. But one lady we ministered to early on came in to eat, no food, and her husband and her had decided to move from Miami here. Her husband was going to join her. The storm comes. He calls her and says, I'm not coming. You're on your own. Marriage is over. That's a, that's a category five hurricane. 
Or the couple that came, they could be here this morning. I only met them once. They were here last week, and they came to they have a, a place they own here to have a time of healing and solace because they had just buried their 31-year-old son who had overdosed and died. Now, that's a catastrophic, unexpected. You didn't get up that morning and think, our son's going to die today. I mean, during this last week, we had a granddaughter on the back of a motorcycle, on the back of a motorcycle, hit by a car, flew her all the way over the car, landed, scraped, bruised. They did CAT scan. She's, she's okay. But it's like we didn't get up that morning and know that's going to happen. So many things you're going to face, you don't get a warning that it's coming. Samson didn't get up going, I'm going to fight a lion today. We get attacks in our life, and we, we get, you can't run. If you run, they'll eat you. If you give up, you'll die. You have to fight. Learn to fight spiritually, prayer. Learn to believe God and trust him. Learn to ask for help. And, and, and it's in your personal battles and struggles to overcome fear. Some of you can't get images out of your mind of the, of, the, of the trauma of the storm. I have to fight driving back and forth to Pine Island. You drive through Matt Lachey is literally like driving through hell. It is as distressing of a drive as you could imagine. It's just ruined. Underwater buildings are gone. And piles and mounds of... Of, of just, and know that it, there's death. I saw someone fishing in a boat, and I, I, I love fishing. I don't do it, but I'd like to do more of it. But I, I was like, no, no. Get your, I wanted to get out of my car and cuss at them and get your boat out of here. It's disrespectful. You're fishing where there's death. That's a, that's a sacred spot right now. We need to grieve that. that, that there's, there's many deaths there. Many. Fort Myers Beach, we had a Bob and Pam who spent five hours against his doors to keep his building from blowing up. The first, underwater, the first floor, over 12 foot of water surge. Five hours. His wife tried to hold one window for, for like 20 minutes and she collapsed in weakness. And Bob's not, he said, I've practiced in being Samson. I'm like, good job, dude, man. Amazing. They're resilient. This first time they were in church, uh, just they, they were toting water with them. Uh, and we have no concept. Their neighborhood, can do that before and after picture of their neighborhood. Uh, this is Fort Myers Beach. This is where they live. Uh, the before picture, they'll, they'll find it. Um, and this is Fort Myers Beach. A couple in the vineyard live there after. It's gone. We got, I mean, that, their house is still there, though. They're, they're still there. I mean, now, it doesn't make them better than other people. It just means that they were spared. And they're going to be people that give away whatever they have, and we'll be working with them to start a base of operation there when we get sweeter than honey on the road and get that food truck rolling. I mean, we're going to have fun. Imagine what it is to drive in with ice. Forget food. Come in there with ice cream. And that, and the, you know, I, kids, snow cones. You know what that medicine that'll be? Sweeter. And reminding them that as sweet as that is, God's love's even sweeter. Free. Free. Samson had to fight that lion with his bare hands. You've got battles. You're fighting. You can't run. You can't give up. You can't quit. But you need the Lord. Spirit. Don't do it in your own strength. Don't fight in your own. 
Samson needed the power of God. How do you get that, Jamie? By being good enough? No, by saying, Lord, help. I need strength. I need your spirit. I'm down. I've lost my joy. I've lost my hope. I've, I've lost my vision. I've lost my peace. And, and the spirit of the Lord comes. So he fights this lion. He kills it. He wins. Ian is dead. Okay, that's the dead lion. Now he goes off and he, and he meets his bride and blah, blah, blah. About a week later, he comes back by and pick up the story as he comes back by in verse 8. Sometimes later, when he went back to marry her, he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass. And in it was a swarm of bees and some honey, which he scooped out with his hands. And he ate as he went along. When he rejoined his parents, he gave them some, and they too ate. But he did not tell them that he had taken where he had taken the honey from, the lion's carcass. Now, again, an obscure kind of weird story. But the beauty of it is that in death, there came life, sweetness. In the battle and the fight, there came a renewal in the carcass of these little honeybees that made, back then there was no sugar. This was what, I mean, the, to them honey was the, uh, should be better off if that's all we had today, but honey was, was, was life. It was produced by these hard workers. In the middle of death, he scoops up his hand. Can you imagine what that did to him? His eyes lit up. Strength refreshed his body. He scooped in honey for himself. Let me just say this. When you fight battles, and, and even when you're knocked down, even when you fail, but you get back up and you let God give you strength, in the death of whatever that you're fighting, addiction, fighting some kind of temptation, fighting anger, despair, whatever, whatever lion is trying to, to eat your lunch, when you fight them, there's that, that coming back to say, Lord, look what you brought out of this. And early on, one of our leaders, uh, Phil Strout from Maine, uh, he'll be here. Dan, you guys are in his daughter's church. And, and, uh, but Phil sent me like two days after the storm, look for honey in the dead lion. And I'm like, wow, there's our word. And then you, most of you know, our first Sunday in, in, that we had service, we made a call for people to commit their hearts to Jesus. And a couple ladies here did. And then over here in this section, a little Spanish boy stood up and he said, I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. And I said, I just felt promised. I said, buddy, what's your name? Ian. I had nowhere to put it. And I, I was really out of every ounce of grace of anything. I said, Hey, don't mess with me. You know, I, I just, you know, people can mess with you. And I was like, don't, what's your name? He said, Ian. And I said, well, how do you say that in Spanish? He said, Ian. <laughs> and, you know, it was that moment somebody hollered out in the church, there's honey, because we'd referenced the word about the dead lion. And that honey of out of the disaster, that young boy had come to faith in Christ, a new beginning. Out of the pain came sweetness. Oh, this is like four days out, five days after the storm. And it's been happening. And, 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 and the, seeing people touched and loved on and seeing people renew their hope and their faith, seeing a food truck arise out of the dead. I mean, that's, that's, that's honey. 
There was, there was Cuban workers that worked like bees. I mean, hardworking in Miami that built that food truck and put us at the front of the line. And we said, well, how can you be sure you're going to have it done in two weeks? And they said, because we don't want to mess around with God. I'm like, all right, we're on it. We're on it. They built that thing, man. I, so, you know, whether we can get the governor here, or the senators here, or the mayor, it doesn't matter. We'll, we're going to make an invite because it's a big deal. Because we're going to take our church, not just that we find honey for us. That's where many people miss it. First, if you don't receive, get your own. Don't learn how to go into the Bible and get some sweetness. Come out and worship. You should have gotten some honey this morning in worship. Just that song that was written here, and, and, and Will and you guys did a, a great job. But out of that, our cities are crying out. And, and when you take that honey, it's for you. But then give it to your kids. That's what Samson did. He didn't just scoop in for himself. Boy, I got me a good supply here. It's, hey, Mom, here's some honey. Hey, Dad, here's some honey. It's giving away so you can go get more. Give it away. Go get, you know, all year in my journaling, not every day, but, you know, maybe once, twice a month, the Lord would keep saying, can I trust you with more? And I'm always like, more what? <laughs> you got to be clear with God. More problems? Mm, I'm going to say, please, No. But he said, can I trust you with more? Can I trust you with more? And the Lord has is, is put in our lap this responsibility to do our part, to pastor our city, and to care for our parish, which is not just us. I tell everybody that I talk to that comes in to eat, I said, hey, do you have a good church to go to? And if they say yes, I say, great. If they say no, I say, well, you do now until you find one better. So you're here. You're home. Now, you might find another church. That's okay. There's good churches out there. But we want to pastor our city. And God's taken us out with that food truck. We're going to go out. We're going to share the honey. We're going to share what God's given us. We're going to take these supplies that are slowing down the need of them. And we're going to figure out a way to follow the honey truck out to wherever we go and make supplies available, too, with whatever we're giving out in the truck. So we just, that's, and then when we give it all away, God will give us some more. And, and God has trusted us. So he wants to trust you with honey for yourself and then honey for others. And the last thing, some of you probably already thought this. And, I, you know, you probably already made this association. But you pretty much learn in the Bible, every story somehow finds its way back to Jesus. It's just the way you've got to learn to read the Old Testament. Any, when Abraham goes and God says, I want you to sacrifice your son, Obviously, it goes back to Jesus on the cross. Jonah in the belly of the whale. Jesus brings it back to him three days in the belly of the earth. I mean, every story has a picture uh, uh, or, or uh, uh, imagery or, or analogy or, or metaphor of Jesus. So in this story, Jesus, the Bible says, that with his bare hands nailed to the cross, with no weapon, with weakness and humility, he defeats the power of of darkness. He defeats the lion of death. He defeats the enemy. In his weakness, depending only on the Holy Spirit, wasn't the strength of human Jesus. It was the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus that he defeated the powers of hell. In his death, honey was made in the tomb. 
And out of that tomb, when he came out and knew life, now there's honey from the dead lion. There was, death was killed, and out of death came life. And so the good news that we have to share, what's sweeter than honey? Jesus. And that's our message. We don't, you know, we got a guy that, I didn't see him here Saturday. I got here a little later. Was the screamer out there Saturday? Anybody remembers here? No. Thank you, Jesus. He sits over there in that parking lot and screams at people about Jesus, reads the Bible and screams at them. And we've tried to have conversations. He started on our property months ago, like he was part of us. We're like, that ain't happening. So it wouldn't have done good to go on out and prove that we could out anger him, which I could have, and I could have pounded him uh, because it was just disgraceful. So I called his pastor. I said, hey, buddy. This guy, he said, he's not a member of our church. I said, he attends your church. I have people attend our church, and if they're doing something stupid, I'm going to talk to them. I said, do you want me to send a team out in front of your church that scream at your people as they come in and out of the building? Well, I can't do anything. I said, well, I'd do something about it if it was on my watch. Next thing I know, he moves across the street, and he's screaming at people. And people think he's part of us. We wanted to, we had a sign ready on Sunday that had an arrow. He's not part of our church because he's not catching any no one comes by and goes oh scream at me some more yeah we, I need screaming at yes debate tell me how bad I am no but when you put some honey in your hand and you dip it on somebody's tongue and you remind them how much God loves them cares about them weeps over them cries for them died for them when you give out honey people are like that, that that's good Taste and see, the Bible says, that the Lord is good. And when you give out kindness and serving, we've got hundreds and hundreds of people that are getting reminded of the love of God that screaming at people will never change anybody's heart or mind. It's just ineffective, and it's sad to present God in a way as though he's mad at us. He's not mad at us. He didn't wipe us out with a storm because he was mad as though we were worse off than Tampa. I'm going to go out on the limb and say if it was about merit, Tampa would have getting hit harder just because just messing around. But, you know, I like our area. I love our city. And, and you know, and, and my buddies that felt like they were supposed to get that storm, all those 19 noodles went over top of friends of mine. And they know. They're like, thank you, Lord. We didn't, but we feel obligated to help the Cape because they took it. And so we took it. The enemy hates this area. I just, I, I've, this is not just Jamie talking, but for years, I grew up hating Cape Coral. I was a Fort Myers boy. Nobody in Fort Myers ever wanted to live in Cape Coral. Nobody. I've got friends this day that won't drive out here unless they have to. Because it was started with a lie. They raped the land and dug all the canals, and it was a scam. My dad started working for them and realized they were crooks and when we moved here and quit. But, but God redeemed it, and, and, and it's a beautiful city. And, it's a, and I love Fort Myers, and we got people in Fort Myers and North Fort Myers. And, but Cape Coral is, is our base, home base. And I think God has something special for this city. You know, it just, and, and the islands. God's got a special place in his heart for islands. You can see it in the Bible. It just, I don't know why. I can't explain it. But there's a place in God's heart for the islands. And so we're just grateful that we can go give honey away. Amen? 
that we don't have to scream. What if our mission was go scream at people? <laughs> take this food, you idiot. You don't deserve it. Just take it. And don't take too much. I remember back, we used to have a, uh, we didn't have that wall back there, but we had like a, a goofy look and we built it like a cafe. Some of you go back far enough to remember. We painted that thing 19 different colors, purple and whatever. And we were giving out for guests free, but coffee was like a dollar or something. So with somebody working justice oriented, chased someone down because they didn't put a dollar in the pot and said, hey, you owe the church a dollar. And they were a guest. So I found the solution that we've always lived by in the last 25 years. Everything's free because I'm not going to vet people. I'm going, are you, are, let me see your secret code. You got your ring? Are you in? Come on. So we want to be a church that represents this story, that represents the good news of Jesus. And, and so dip in the honey. You've got to find it. Sweeten your bitterness. Sweeten your, your disillusion, your, your anger, your despair. And there's certain images I can't get out of my mind, and I'm just, I just have to get prayer and dip in, find the honey. I was reminded by our national leader, Jamie, you guys got to keep your humor in the midst of this. It's a long run. You're human. And yes, there's always something that we can cry about, but more importantly, there's a lot we can celebrate, the good things that God's at work. Amen? Got to look for them. Look for the honey. You'll find it in unexpected places. Who'd have thought I'd found it in a day? I had a battle and I struggled and God gave me some help. I got through some. There's honey there now. There's honey. Look for it. It's, it's, it's in full supply if you look. If you're willing to share it, it's even more. I'll come here. Can God trust us with more? I, I, I say, Lord, by your grace, give us your assignment. You should be saying that. Lord, I want to be faithful in what you've given me. I want to find honey to give to others. He's a good father. He grieves with us. But he also celebrates with us the good things he's going to do. Ian means God is grace. That's not what the devil meant Ian to mean. The devil meant it to mean disaster, chaos, destruction, over 5,000 homes in Lee County completely destroyed. 9,000 severely, no, 15,000 severely damaged. We're at 20,000 displaced families, homes. So it just, it's, in, it's not going to get cleaned up. And we're cleaning up the streets and we're cleaning, you know, but you can't find workers, you can't find roofers, you can't find blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's a, I get it. And, and, and where's our season? For those that live on tourism, Sanibel, no. Beach, no. Pine Island, no. Cape Coral, I, I don't think it's going to be on a lot of people's. Now, I'm hoping our snowbirds will show up because they work here. They work hard. We need you to come back. They will. But just out of the blues, people aren't going to say, let's go vacation in a disaster zone. <laughs> I'd love that. But so we've got, we've got challenges, but we got honey. Amen? So that we, when you look at the challenge, come back, get a handful of honey. Because if you just stare at the challenge, you're not going to have the honey. 
You, 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 it'll, 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 it'll consume us. So let's go after the honey, okay? Let's pray together. And, you know, maybe, maybe you're here, been coming, or never been before, I don't know. But you, you realize this morning that, that God really does love you and that he's a good father and that he sent his son that fought all every enemy will ever face, especially evil and our sin. And Jesus, Jesus defeated the darkness so that he could offer the sweetness of his mercy, his kindness, and his forgiveness. I'll never forget when a drop of forgiveness first landed on my lips. I felt so dirty when my eyes were open and how evil I had been. And when God washed over me with his, I felt so unworthy that I couldn't believe that he would forgive me. But I, he showed me very clearly that he'd already paid for my sins and that me paying for him again by shame and condemnation isn't going to help. So say, so what do I do, Jamie? Got to get my life all together and then give it to Jesus? No, you give him your life the way it is right now, wherever you're at, doubts, fears, failures. You say, Jesus, I want you to come be Lord of my life. I, I want a new beginning. It's by his presence, his spirit right now in this room. The good news is that he rescues the lost. You, can, you might have a lot or you might have nothing. It, 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 God doesn't need anything you have. He wants to give you everything he has in his son. So just say, Jesus, come be Lord of my life. Ask him. It's between you and him. It's a surrender, a transaction of trust. Doesn't mean all your answers or, or your questions are answered or your problems are solved. But now you've established a, a relationship with the living God through Jesus. Come, Lord. That person online that you're watching that you've just not ever surrendered, let today be the day. I say yes to you, Jesus, as my Lord. Many of you have done that, but you you just forgotten where the honey is. Come get some and give it away. Thank you, Lord.